Now's your chance to get caught up on all that's happening in technology around Akron and the rest of the world. It's This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Driven by your Northern Ohio Honda dealers. Take home the Honda of your dreams during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event going on now. Visit NorthernOhioHondaDealers.com. Now, here's Gene Destro. This week, it's all about scammers, schemers, and hackers who try and often succeed in parting you from your money, your peace of mind, and maybe even your identity. All this and more coming up. The Coventry Local School District is still recovering from the effects of a computer virus that caused them to have to shut all their operations down and close the schools for one day recently. They say a virus spread like wildfire through their whole system, including not just computers in the office where they process payments and billing, but also into the classroom computers, smart screens, and other devices. Coventry School Superintendent Lisa Blau. We, at this point, have really no idea what lies ahead, um, financially speaking, and what we're going to have to put in place to make sure that we have the proper safeguards for the future. What we know right now is that we this process to completely clean our network and technology systems across the district is going to be long and painstaking. Uh, it is a tedious process, and therefore we will be spending weeks, if not months, to get that accomplished. And while you wouldn't think that a well-known tech expert like Larry Maggot from CBS Radio News could possibly be surprised by anything these days, what he heard about that Coventry hack was unusual. I'm sure it's happened before, but I cannot recall a previous incident of school being canceled because of a malicious software attack. Interestingly enough, though, the very day after Magid talked to us about it, I found an article on Ars Technica that notes school districts nationwide are ripe for the picking by enterprising hackers. According to the article, hundreds of thousands of Internet-connected Windows systems nationwide, including many used in schools, are still vulnerable to a particular type of Windows server exploit, despite repeated public warnings over the past couple of years to get them patched. All this following the spread of the WannaCry cryptographic malware a couple of years ago. University of Akron computer science and cybersecurity expert John Nicholas. The exploit was in the server message block, the SMB protocol, just a Windows system level program, and there was an external blue as an exploit that opened that up. So according to this article, hackers used a publicly available search engine and they could actually see systems that were unpatched. Can you tell me what that is and how do they do that? Oh yeah, there's a, uh, a system out there called, uh, or a search engine called um, Showdown that a lot of the hackers use, uh, cybersecurity experts use it also to keep an eye on what's going on. But out there, especially in the deep web and dark web, you can go out and just find all kinds of things. Now, Showdown was originally developed for cybersecurity professionals to see where the vulnerabilities were. But like everything else, once the hackers figured out that that was out there, they now use that to uh, exploit systems. So how is it that they can see which systems are vulnerable and what are they particularly vulnerable to? There are a lot of programs out there that you can scan a network. So, so what this search engine does is it uses a lot of that software to scan 
networks, and it could be any kind of vulnerability. Every network is going to have some kind of vulnerability, and some are common, some are just oversight, some are just lack of patching. So you just keep probing networks until you find a weakness. And once you find that weakness, then you can find some sort of an exploit or software that will take advantage of that weakness. And from the article that I read, it said that schools were particularly vulnerable because many of them had not applied certain very basic patches that they should have years ago. I think that's common for a lot of companies, but I think particularly over years with the budget cuts in, in education, and we're starting to see the cost of that now. As we need to invest more and more in IT and security, and school systems are going to have to decide what to cut, they're going to make cuts across the board, so your IT is going to suffer. And the other end of that is oftentimes to update software across a system or even in a huge company can cost millions of dollars. And so, but we, again, with budget cuts and a reluctance to do that people are slow to upgrade which was a fine strategy 10 years ago or so but in today's world as soon as uh, something happens you have to upgrade right away or at least download the patches and get them installed immediately Now, from hackers to scammers. Last week, we talked about some new rules from the FCC requiring mobile providers to block some known robocall scams at the network level before they reach customers' phones. But we also learned that even though that may help reduce the billions of computer-generated scam calls that go out every day, it's not going to stop them. But there are some ongoing efforts to try to help the situation, For example, Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost just recently joined with attorneys general from a number of states nationwide, urging the FCC to crack down on robocallers who try to trick you into giving away personal information through calls from spoofed numbers, which look like they're coming from your area code or at least from close by, so that you're more likely to answer. We can't do this at the state level. We need a national solution here for this. And there's actually a protocol that they put out there. You might have heard about it uh, recently. It's it's called Shake and Slash Stir. And it's a way of watching the calls coming through the switchboard, if you will. We don't really have switchboards anymore. We have servers and software. But still, it's the thing that when the robocall goes out there, it's not calling your phone directly, it's going to a switch, and that software switch is routing the call to where your phone is on the network. So that's the checkpoint where conceivably we can catch these things, and if we see a, a caller who is pinging numbers that are on the do not call list, you can actually move to block those callers from accessing the network. That I think, uh, my colleagues think, is our best opportunity to get this thing to change and to start to turn the tide. But, he tells us, when it comes to a different kind of scam, there is some help on the way for about a dozen Ohioans who got caught up in an online tech support scam. They had fake messages that would show up on their computer that would say, hey, you've been infected with a virus or whatever, call this number for help. And so they call the 1-800 number and the people on the other end would get control of their computer and, and say, oh, yeah, you know, you've got all kinds of problems here and I need a credit card and we can fix it for you right now while we're talking on the phone. And unfortunately, we, we had some folks that did provide that credit card. Uh, so it was obviously a fraud. There never was any repair. And the entire thing was just a scam. 
So we had a dozen of those folks here. There were 222 nationwide. And the settlement is going through the Federal Trade Commission, and they're mailing out the checks. The average is about 400 bucks. But that's not all. Would you believe that fraudsters are also trying to trick people by sending them faxes and that one of the people they recently tried to cheat was Summit County Prosecutor Sherry Bevan Walsh? And indicated that there was some life insurance policy of $9.2 million and they actually wanted me to email some type of response, but there was a phone number. So I decided to call the number. Um, It was supposedly a law firm that sent me the letter, but when the guy answered, he just said, hello. Um, clearly had a foreign accent. Um, I went a little bit back and forth with him. I just wanted to see what he was going to say. He kept pushing me. I need you to email me. I need you to email me, which I wasn't going to give an email address. And so I kept asking him, you know, how I was going to get this money. And he just kept getting really perturbed. At one point, you could hear him kind of sighing on the phone. But she tells us even she has little hope of ever being able to find out who did it. You know, the biggest problem that we have is that the great majority of these bad guys are in other countries. So we have some difficulty with criminal investigations. And generally, the FBI, um, I've contacted them before about another scam. And generally, if somebody hasn't lost a bunch of money, they're not really doing anything because of the difficulty of being in another country. So Really, the best thing we can do is just be educated about the scams and not participate. But if you think about it, it probably actually isn't all that weird that Walsh, who heads a big office with a good-sized budget, was targeted. Jeff Colvin from Fortune Magazine tells us high-level executives are often singled out these days for scams. It's a highlight in Verizon's latest annual cybersecurity report. A notable trend is that hackers are increasingly targeting senior executives. Last year, they were 12 times more likely to be the target of so-called social incidents, including email phishing scams, than in years past. Why go after the bosses? Executives are busy. They're flying through lots of emails every day and are more likely than less harried employees to click on bad emails. The criminals are focusing on where they think they'll get the greatest bang for their buck. And that's it for now. See you next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro, driven by your Northern Ohio Honda dealers. Tune in next week for more tech news and find out more online at WAKR.net. Take home the Honda of your dreams during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event going on now. Visit NorthernOhioHondaDealers.com.